Welcome, Campbell River Baptist Church and Radiant Life. We're so excited that you can join us this morning, and we're looking forward to seeing what God does through this sermon. Um, share stories with us. Be encouraged. We're excited that you're here. Good morning, everyone. I, I trust that you're, you're taking time to, to worship the Lord during this time. It, it, it's easy to forget that part and, and just kind of concentrate on ourselves, but we need to lift our eyes to God during this time. You can do that in nature, I, I do that a lot, or you can do it at home in, in the Word, or, or, or sing by yourself in, in the shower maybe. Um, we have something that'll help you with that, something called, called Spotify, and, and we have Spotify lists that are put together on our website. Our, our worship leaders put them together for you every week, and so take a look at those and, and, uh, and, and find those. For this morning, I, I, I want to read Psalm 100. It's one of my, my favorite psalms, and I think it helps us to, to raise our hearts to the Lord. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It's he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Hi everyone, welcome to my boat. It's not a boat, I know it's not a boat, but our story today is about a boat. It's about when Jesus calls his disciples. So if you and your kids wanna head over to the church website to find our kids ministry videos for this week, you'll find them there. There's also some craft ideas that you can do with your kids. I've listed them on our church website, so go take a look. Hey there everyone, my name is Emma and I have one exciting announcement for you. Very soon here at the church, we are wanting to start some small groups online. So stay tuned, there is more information to follow. Hey guys, Ryan here. Just wanted to say, join us on Tuesday night, seven o'clock. We're gonna do a live video. We'll be on Facebook and Instagram. Every week we like to do challenges. We like to do a talk. It is geared towards youth, but even if you are an adult, maybe not in the youth group anymore, that's okay. Join us, it is fun for everyone. We will see you there. Hi, I'm Leah, and this is Isaac. I've been asked to talk a little bit about how we are weathering this storm of COVID and being in isolation. Um, I think one of the things that has been really helpful to us is watching worship music every single day. Isaac is loving it and listening to <laughs> A two-year-old sing some of these adult worship songs like Cornerstone is very, very sweet. <laughs> um, we, he also falls asleep to it, <laughs> which means I listen to it while we're falling asleep at night. Keep going. Um, I've also been reading this book by Timothy Keller called Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. It's taking me forever to get through it, but um, I just read little bits at a time because it's heavy stuff. and. I read a couple of pages the other day and he talked about how when we're struggling we tend to want to isolate ourselves and I realized that I had been doing that and so I made an effort that week to call some people and just chat with friends on FaceTime and I did find that that helped me to have a little more peace. Um, and then another thing he said was 
that we have a tendency when we're suffering to self-implode. And it really struck me, I just realized how much I had been fixating on my own thoughts and feelings and even my prayers had become all about me and my struggles and kind of stopped praying for other people. And so I realized that I needed to start doing things for other people. And so my biggest recommendation for everyone is find creative ways to love others right now because that's what Jesus called us to do. And just call and check in with someone, see how they're doing, see if if they're doing okay in all of this because it's been hard on all of us and uh, bake or cook for someone because you can just drop it off at their door and you don't have to actually touch or <laughs> even talk. So that's what I suggest. Be creative. Keep loving other people. Good morning CRBC and Radiant Life. It's Adrian um, Moskal and uh, I have the unfortunate um, uh, message that I have to take some time off um, due to my health. My Meniere's has not, not been well and I'm going to be taking uh, two to three months off and then we'll reevaluate. My hearing has not been well at all and uh, neither, uh, I've been really sick. Um, and so I shared a lot last week about that and I've shared with the staff and the board as, as we've gone, gone through this, but I'm gonna have to take some time off. We're in good hands. The volunteers down at Radiant Life are fantastic, and they have been fantastic. We'll have a point person in place, and uh, um, we're we're looking towards that everything will will go along as as normal. And uh, I'm so thankful for the staff team and for the board for their understanding. Um, and I'm praying that after two to three months, that uh, this this will be. Um, behind me and we'll be able to move forward. So pl please be praying for, for me and my family and I thank you for that and I know you will be and, and, uh, and thank you. Good morning everybody, Ryan Davis here. This morning I'm gonna be praying for our local church focus, one of our churches here in Campbell River that is reaching out and sharing God's word at this time. Uh, it's Brian and Heather at Discovery Community Church. I'm also gonna be praying for our missionaries this week which is Mike and Karen Livingston and this morning, I'm gonna be praying for our offering. And so I just wanted to thank you guys for continuing to support us here at Campbell River Baptist. Your continued support allows us to continue to support those in our community and around the world that are reaching out with God's love to the most vulnerable and to those that need to hear about Jesus every day. And so I'm gonna pray, please join me. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for today. Lord, we thank you that we can be together in this new and unique way. Lord, this morning I want to think of the, the Livingstons and I ask, Lord, that you would uh, be with them this morning, Father, as they are looking at how to do student ministries at this time. I ask, Lord, that you would inspire them and give them creativity and just encourage them to continue to press into you, Lord. And this morning I want to lift up Discovery Church and I ask, Lord, that you would give them everything they need. Lord, thank you for their ministry here in Campbell River for that other expression of your love and your kingdom here and we ask Lord that you would just fill them with your spirit and speak through them this morning and Lord this morning as we pray for the offering I just pray Lord that you would use this this support that's coming in Lord to bring your kingdom here Lord and we just thank you for the ways that we're able to support those who are reaching out with your love and your kingdom everywhere around the world right now father we pray that you would use this in mighty ways, Lord. And despite the restrictions and the, the challenges we're facing right now, Lord, we would just see your kingdom come in, in powerful ways right now. And so thank you, Jesus. And we pray all this in your name. Amen. Good morning.
This is one of our very, very favorite places to come. It's a little trail not too far from our home, and we're very thankful that it's not closed. We like to come up here because we can be quiet and alone and reflect on the goodness of God. In fact, one of the things that comes to my mind is Psalm 8, and Emma's going to read it for us now. Psalm 8 reads, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swims the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You may have noticed that our dog was getting a little bored with this exercise, so we're going to move on now. And I'm going to share with you from the Word of God. As you probably picked up from that last segment in the introduction to this message, Em and I love to walk alone and worship God. Psalm 8, which Em just read, as well as Psalm 19 or Psalm 145, are often part of that contemplation of God's glory. Through practice, prayer has become a meaningful part of our walk with God. It energizes us. So what is the place of prayer in your life? If prayer is something of a mystery to you, let me reassure you that the practice of prayer is something we learn. For example, one time Jesus was praying, and when he finished, one of his disciples came to him with this request, Lord, teach us to pray. That's found in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. They saw something in his prayer life that they wanted. They had to learn how to pray as much as we have to. So they turn to the master teacher to show them how, and we can do the same. And the way we do that is by looking at the teaching of Jesus. In the Sermon on the Mount, which is found in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus provides a pattern for prayer, a template. This template serves as a guide for those who are new to prayer, but also it's great for those of us who are experienced with prayer. So no matter how long you have been walking this walk with God, I pray that this message will help you grow in that journey. Last Sunday, the theme of the section we looked at was this. What God wants is authenticity, not acting. And this is what Jesus said about prayer. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Don't be like the hypocrites, the actors who put on a show for others. And don't be like pagans who babble on and on and on, hoping to be heard. So don't put on a show. Don't babble on and on, hoping to be heard by God. Why? Because our Father in heaven loves us. He watches over us. He even hears our secret prayers. Here's what that means. 
It means you don't have to be great with words. You don't need to be able to express your, your, yourself with profound phrases or clever ideas or religious language. You don't need to explain everything to God as if he's un, uninformed. In fact, sometimes you don't even know what to pray. You just need to connect with God, who is your loving Father, who already knows what you need. You just need to talk to him. That's it. Sometimes you hear people play, pray wonderful prayers, beautifully expressed, and you think, I can't do that, and that's okay. Somewhere, someone explained to me the prayer is simply talking to God. That's a pretty good definition of prayer. It's simply talking to God. Sincere, simple, confident prayers. That's the kind of prayers we can pray. They don't have to be profound and beautiful, although I love when someone prays beautifully. Sincere, simple, and confident. And if you know this, you know almost enough. Your Father in Heaven knows what you need, and He loves you, and He invites you to come and bring your request to Him. Okay, so that's the basic idea. Sincere, simple, and confident. Now what? What should I say when I pray? And this is where the template given to us by Jesus is so helpful. Here's how we should pray. This is Matthew 6, verse 9 and following. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Obviously, you will recognize that this is the prayer underlying the more formalized Lord's Prayer, which many of us memorized. So let's go phrase by phrase to get the meaning behind each of the lines of the prayer. It begins, Our Father in Heaven. When Jesus prayed, it was a conversation between a father and son who are close. I mean, really close. And Jesus invites us into the circle. What a privilege. He doesn't shut us out of the circle, but he invites us to come into God's presence as a son or daughter. The Bible even permits us to speak to God in family terms, using the familiar address, Abba, which is similar to Dad. As the Apostle Paul puts it, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery leading again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So you see, when we come before God, it's not to some grand dignitary on a throne who couldn't care less about us little nobodies. We come into the presence of a kind, generous Father who wants to hear from us. Hallowed be your name. I belong to a generation that recited the Lord's Prayer at school, and I never got this phrase. Hallowed sounded to me like hollow, as in an empty space. Now, you know how when you don't get something, like say the lyric of a song, you kind of accept it, even if it doesn't make sense. Well, I just accepted it and memorized it and figured that somehow God was hollow. Hallowed has nothing to do with hollow. It's derived from the word holy. So hallowed be your name is an acknowledgement of the holiness of God. Practically speaking, when we pray, we don't just pull out a wish list and launch into our request. Hi God, it's me. Here are a few things I need. 
Here's how we start. First, we center our minds on the holiness of God. We pause and remind ourselves, I'm about to pray to my Father in heaven who loves me as his child and who is glorious beyond my understanding. So that perception of God, our loving Father who is holy, frames our prayer. It's like the focus of Psalm 8, read by M at the beginning of this sermon. Here's something else about hallowed be your name. Hallowed is a request. It's a little tricky to get our heads around this, but the idea is that we're worshiping God and making a request at the same time. We're saying, holy is your name and may your name be held holy. And of course, God's name is holy, but I'm passionate that others recognize his holiness too. I remember the first time we went to the Othello Tunnels, which is near Hope, here in BC. We ooed and we awed, and we said, man, we've got to take our family here when they visit. That's what it's like. We admire the glory of God's holiness, and we say, I wish others could see this as well. So if you're driving past Hope, stop and walk through the decommissioned train tunnels. They're awesome. Practically speaking, prayer at its best is an expression of worship. Not only are we conscious of God's glory, our desire is that others who do not yet know him would also join our worship. Your kingdom come, your will be done. One of the things that I've learned over the years is that God's will is 100% better than my will because God knows everything. I don't. I remember one time not getting a position I really wanted and then later discovering that it's a good thing I didn't. God knew best. It's like something C.S. Lewis said. If God had granted all, my, all the silly prayers I've made in my life, where should I be now? Here's the value of surrendering to God's will. As a parent, one of the most important breakthroughs of my life was when Em and I committed our children to God. We, like most parents, had a lot of fears that one of our children would get seriously ill or injured or something worse, and we didn't want that to happen. Now, I wanted to trust God with them, but, and I know this will sound silly, there was this nagging fear that if I committed my children to God and said, Lord, these children are yours and your will be done in their lives, that God would take advantage of my vulnerability and that his will would be somehow bad. I mean, have you ever thought that? Have you ever feared God's will? I know that's silly, especially in light of the fact that I'm praying to my own loving Father in heaven who loves me more than any human parent could love a child. Maybe I'm like that lyric of the old hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. When I thoroughly accepted the goodness and the love of God, I was able to dedicate my children to him without fear. And together with him say, with complete confidence, God, these children are yours. You entrusted them to our care. We entrust them to your care. Bless them. Enable us to fulfill this trust to the best of our ability. That's a life-changing moment. This was a breakthrough for me because what I've learned is that praying for God's will and kingdom is a secure place to be when you fully accept the love of Christ for you.
when you fully accept his love, you are in a safe and secure place. There's lots more that could be said about this, especially about God's kingdom. But practically speaking, as we come before God in prayer, we pause and surrender our plans to him and earnestly seek his kingdom and will. And then, and only then, are we ready to bring some requests. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus invites us to bring our personal needs before God. And the reason why is quite simple. God wants to meet those needs. Give us this day our daily bread may seem a bit meaningless when we can stop around by the grocery store and pick up pretty much anything our heart desires. Although even that's changing to some degree with the restrictions and shortages caused by the current pandemic. Maybe this pandemic makes us more aware of our own vulnerability and our need for this simple prayer for God's provision. When we pray this prayer, we remind ourselves that we are dependent upon God for life, health, and provision. Martin Luther, the great reformer, advised fathers to pray for food, a healthy body, good weather, house, home, wife, children, good government, and peace. In other words, give us this day our daily bread encompasses all our physical needs. Practically speaking, prayer isn't like operating a candy dispenser on the ferry. Where you put in your $1.25, at least that's how much it cost last time I did this, and punch in the code E19, and then the Hershey's chocolate bar with almonds is pushed over the edge and drops into the tray where you pick it up. Prayer is first of all centering ourselves on God's holiness, surrendering ourselves to his kingdom purposes and will, and then we're ready to pour out our request to him. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I want to walk through this with you, but first I need to tackle the tricky part of this prayer. Undoubtedly you notice the phrase, as we also have forgiven our debtors. To ensure we don't miss it, Jesus challenges us with this again at the conclusion of the prayer. For if you forgive others, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Let's be clear. The Bible teaches us that we cannot earn God's forgiveness by any good work, including being a forgiving person. There is no righteous act you or I can do that will earn God's grace. God, in his mercy, grants us forgiveness free of charge, it is his gift received by faith. Okay, then what are we to think of this? Well, here's a perspective that's really helped me. The ability to love and forgive people is one dimension of God's transforming work within me. This means that forgiving others comes out of my heart being transformed by God. So that in humility and gratitude, God enables me to pass on his love to others. And sometimes reconciliation and restoration of a relationship is not possible for a variety of reasons. Nevertheless, we seek to live by Christ's command. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And the only way I can do this is with God's enabling strength. I found that to be very helpful in understanding this section of the Lord's Prayer. 
So with that in mind, let's go back and walk through this last request of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I've grouped these together because they're interlinked. They both speak of our need of God's ongoing work in our lives in the battle against sin. First, for forgiveness, and second, for strength to face temptation, including the temptation to hold a grudge. Now, there are two voices clamoring to get my attention every day of the week. I find them described by the Apostle Paul in Galatians 5, 16-18. The one voice is the flesh. This voice is excessively selfish. It wants and wants and wants and is never satisfied. It's insatiable. But there's another voice into my life, the Spirit. The Spirit is so different. He invites me to live for something better than my own selfish desires, for purposes bigger and better than my own, God's kingdom and will. That flesh voice is so easily manipulated by the devil, which is why we regularly ask for forgiveness because we regularly sin, and why we regularly ask for deliverance from temptation because we're regularly tempted. Many years ago, someone taught me something called spiritual breathing. Here's how it goes. You sin. We all do. And you know that you've done something wrong before God, and you experience the inward conviction of the Spirit, and you feel badly. So you breathe out a a confession to God. You own up to God. No cover-up. You confess what you've done. You seek his forgiveness. Then you breathe in his forgiveness and his strength to grow and to resist temptation. So you breathe out confession. You breathe in God's grace and strength. That's what's going on when we pray, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. That's breathing out. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one that's breathing in. Isn't that great? You breathe out confession. You breathe in God's grace and strength. Now, at the beginning of this message, I asked you a question. What is the place of prayer in your life? And then we turn to the teaching of Jesus to learn how to pray. Here's what we've learned. One, pray simple, sincere, confident prayers to a Father who knows what you need. Two, center yourself on God's holiness and surrender yourself to his will. Three, bring all kinds of requests for yourself and others to your loving Father in heaven. Four, seek God's forgiveness for sin, his strength to resist temptation, and in his strength extend that forgiveness to others. So let's pray. Our glorious and holy Father, full of love for us, we come before you because we want to learn how to pray. Teach us to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Lee, again for sharing this morning, and it was nice to see uh, both you and Em again on the, uh, the beginning of the, the message, and and uh, just wanted to uh, thank you all for being here again this morning and uh, celebrating with us on Sunday morning and uh, listening to the Word. And I want to encourage you to to uh, continue to uh, uh, search our website and take a look at all the information that's there and. Um, Try to get used to using that Spotify playlist. It's the one tool that we're 
we're working with for some worship music. I know that I put it on first thing in the morning when I get up and listen through it a few times before the uh, uh, watch party on Facebook. And so uh, we just want to thank you as you continually engage in that. And uh, we just want to uh, encourage you to keep doing that. We want to thank you again for your financial support and just encourage uh, you to be uh, continuing in your generosity. I wore my Camp Homewood shirt this morning. Uh, you might not see it, but uh, I was thinking of uh, all of uh, the different ministries that uh, go on in our area and how this uh, current world event is affecting them. And want you to uh, just uh, continue to lift up all our ministries in prayer and uh, pray for our missionaries and for all the missions uh, agencies that we're involved with. And, and I just wanted to mention too this morning as we think about our outreach and uh, we want you to pray for uh, Pastor Adrian as he takes his time off. And uh, over the last few years, he's been um, affected by this Meniere's disease. And we want you to uh, lift him up in prayer, uh, continue to pray for him and his family uh, as he takes this uh, time off uh, to address his uh, uh, health needs. And we just want to uh, be an encouragement to him uh, I want you to know that we, uh, we're putting some plans in place and that we will continue to work on uh, uh, our effective uh, work down at, at Radiant and um, we, we don't want to miss a beat and our staff is up to the challenge and, uh, uh, and our volunteers especially. We want to continue to uh, thank you for all the work that you do there. And so uh, it's uh, continuing to be a challenge and we know that you're facing challenges day to day as to how to uh, live life in this, uh, in this situation. And, and we're uh, working hard every week to try and figure out how to, to be the church as well. And that includes you. And so we just want to encourage you to continue uh, in uh, all that you're doing as a church family and just, uh, just encourage you that way. I wanted to uh, finish this morning with uh, a verse from uh, some verses from Philippians chapter 4. And... Uh, uh, and I just read the first few verses first because I think of Paul and his travels and, and uh, I always think of Paul when I think of hard times and, um, and somebody who, who comes through in the end. But uh, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and I long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. And uh, I think that's something that uh, all our staff feels and uh, that um, the work that they do here and the work that we do uh, as a part of CRBC, um, we do for the Lord. And we know that you do what you do uh, for him as well. And I also wanted to just finish up with um, just going down in Philippians chapter 4 uh, to verse 4. And I try to read these words and I, and I think about them and I try to apply them. And it's not always easy, but let's try. Always be joyful. Always be full of joy. In the Lord, I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do, remembering the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise and keep putting this into practice. 
So we just wanted to encourage you with that this week and thank you for all you do, CRBC Church family. Reach out to one another with messages and phone calls and Zoom meetings and FaceTime and whatever it is you do. And uh, uh, have a great week and connect. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.